Hey guys, how you doing today? Uh, I'm back with uh, Stephanie Martina again. Uh, today we're gonna discuss uh, celebrities and witchcraft and some of the deception behind that. And you know, the Bible says that we have to uh, stay away from those things. And a lot of the time you guys see the celebrities do not know what they are into. A lot of them are into witchcraft and uh, voodoo and that's how they get um, their, their fame and their fortune. And when you guys worship them, they, you are being under a spell from them. So we're going to go over that today. Okay, so you guys pay attention. This is very important. Um, okay, Stephanie. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, that. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who is watching right now. I said this last time. I'll say it again on this one. Uh, if you are watching, I do believe you're here for a reason um, and this is no accident, so welcome. And thank you for having me, Ali. Yeah. So let's just first establish something. Uh, the kingdoms of the world and the, the glory of them. We see in Matthew chapter 4 where Satan is tempting Jesus in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. There is one key thing that is, that is established in the word of God. So let's start from verse 8. Right. This is Matthew chapter 4, if anyone has their Bibles with them. Mm -hmm. Again, the, de the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. I'll wait till... Uh, you said Matthew chapter 4, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can continue. Yeah. Oh, okay, no worries. Chapter 4. And say... Starting from verse 8. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, we're in verse 9 now. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So we see here that God has given Satan authority over the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. It's in Satan's possession and his power to delegate. So it says that here, all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, all these things will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. So who do you think Satan is going to give the most amount of status, power, wealth, fame, glory to those who fall down and worship him that's that's who he wants because as second corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 says in whom the god of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of christ who is the image of god should shine unto them satan is the god of this world we know god himself as the almighty the true and living god is all-powerful we know that everything was created by him and for him. We know that he is sovereign above everything, but there is specific power that he gave on to Satan. So in today's video, this interview that we're doing, Ali, and to everyone watching, we're discussing celebrities and um, how Satan actually uses them to pervert the culture, to influence the masses, and how you need to watch out for this. A key reason for this is the sin of idolatry. 
So when we look at what is idolatry, it is extreme admiration, love or reverence for something or someone. So a person or thing that is greatly admired, loved or reverenced. And what does say about those who are partakers of idolatry? He says in Revelation chapter 28, verse 10, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, this which is the second death. Again, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 5, but this you know that no whoremonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. So God takes idolatry very seriously. Why? Because we were designed and created to worship and glorify God, not an object, not a created being, and definitely not a celebrity. But one of the key reasons why we have celebrities in the world is that Satan has put these people in a position of status where they can be an idol for others. And what happens when someone is an idol? They are worshipped and they are glorified as if they are God, which means that the things that that person stands for and the things, the behaviours that they possess and the things that they speak about and the things that they value now has a power to influence those who worship and glorify them. People, Satan wants people to redirect their attention away from God, distract them and have them look onto a created being. And in, in Romans chapter 1, we hear, starting at verse 24, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. So we know that this is something that exists. Now, celebrities, the, one, some of the key celebrities that really has a huge, huge influence on the masses are those in the music industry. Now, let's actually, yeah. Did you want to say something? No, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, God is very offended by that. Like, when we, uh, you know, when we put anything uh, in place before, like, if we, like, we place him with anything else, you know, he, he's very yeah. offended because it's like whatever we put before God is worthless, right? Money, uh, you know, sports. So it just... Just like he was gonna go, he was gonna talk about celebrities. Like we still, like there's a lot of celebrities that's um, people are worshiping, you know. Yeah, and it's not just because you know God he's um, full of pride or something like that. He wants to be. He just wants the glory for the sake of it. We know that God has no pride. This is because who we follow and who we worship and who we glorify has an incredible impact on who we are as a person, who we are inspired by, how we live our life, the morals that we have. So a huge reason why God needs to be the one that is glorified and worshipped, obviously because he's the most high. We're created beings. He's the creator and we want to glorify and worship him, but also because we need to aspire to be like him. Only he is good. He's righteous. He's pure. He's holy. And that is who we were created to be. And only God can show us how to do that. Only God can be that source 
in which we learn about the nature of who God intended us to be, not a created being, especially one who has not been redeemed. Even when we are redeemed, we still need to aspire to be like God because, and to be reflect the qualities of Jesus because we're not good. God is good. We're not righteous. God is righteous. Yeah. And so that's the importance of it. Um, now most, we know most celebrities are living ungodly lives. They're not living, most of them are not following God. Even if they were a pastor or somebody of God, they are creating beings. There's nothing special or righteous or holy about a creating beings that you should be following. The only person that's righteous and perfect is the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's the only yeah. person. <laughs> so it's just people don't and, understand that. You know, they just think that, oh, this person could sing, this person could act. Um, so just is something that person is, is special. That person is not special because if you watch the news and see a lot of the stuff that's going on, it's like, wow, it, 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 just, it is very ungodly, crazy stuff. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Um, we look at the music industry in particular. We know that Lucifer, before he was cast out of heaven, he was Lucifer. He became Satan when he was cast out of heaven. Um, but his sin was pride. But he was created with musical instruments inside of him. He was the leader of worship. If anyone knows about music, it's Lucifer. Yeah. You know, he he, he just was the he led that. Yeah. He was a worship leader, yeah. And it says um, in Ezekiel chapter 28, 13, yeah. um, the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. But yeah. like I said, Lucifer's sin was pride. He wanted to exalt his throne above the stars of God. We see in Isaiah chapter uh, 14, verses 13 to 14, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. Right. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of clouds. I will be like the most high. And when he was cast down into the earth, he became Satan. And now he's trying to establish his kingdom on earth where he is glorified and worshipped as God. And if people don't directly are, if people are not a, directly aware of that, then it's the values and the Luciferian philosophy and the morals that he's trying to infiltrate. Um, the society with to either knowingly or unknowingly worship and glorify him and his kingdom so he wants yeah, to he be was, like god yeah so i was gonna say that he was beautiful and before you know he was in charge of the angels and he was a very powerful you could you could make an argument saying that he probably was the most powerful angel because he was yeah, cherubim. yeah he was in charge of uh, um you know the music and you know he was a worship leader so yeah, he had he was leading the other angels, so that's why one third of the angels follow him because he was in a leadership position. So he was a very beautiful angel. Now, because of the fall, they don't call him Lucifer anymore; they call him Satan. He's been defiled. So that's yeah. what happened when you sin against God; you become defiled, and so yeah. he doesn't. He's not respected. Nobody respects Satan. Even, you know, none of us, even people that's not uh, saved, they don't respect Satan. So because he lost his position, he lost his place. When you go against God, that's what happens to you. People, you become defiled. So go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And just touching on the fact that he was a, a worship leader, naturally he's going to know a lot about music. And yeah. so naturally that's one thing that he's going to use in the earth to defile people even more and to lead them further away from God and to continue to just um, keep them bl- blinded, value the things that he wants others to value. And, yeah, music in itself is a beautiful thing. You know how powerful it is. You know, yes, you listen to a song and it has such a powerful effect on you. And so naturally Satan is going to want to use that. So music in itself was actually created to worship God, to glorify God, to mm-hmm. point people to him. Uh, but secular and Satan, um, and satanic music glorifies the world, lust, lust pleasures, uh, materialism, yeah. money, cars, yeah. all these things that are carnal and are not eternal. Mm-hmm. And that is the deception. And when we look at the people that are in the position of high influence and status and fame, they're given that platform because they're working with Satan. They're actually working very closely with Satan, Satan has given them that platform and Satan will never put a God-fearing, Jesus-loving, Bible-believing person in there because it goes against his agenda. He wants your soul. That's what he's after. He wants you permanently separated from God for eternity. He wants you deceived about who God is. He wants you to focus on the things of this world. He wants you to focus on riches and wealth and idolize things that are not God and keep you as far away from the true and living God as possible. And in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 4, verse 4, um, it does tell us that he has blinded the minds of them which believe not. He wants to blind people's minds. That's yeah. that's what he wants to do. Ephesians, sorry, were you going to no, say go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Just one little, Ephesians, go ahead. When you're done, um, just Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 as well, it talks about how he's the prince of the power of the air. So as well, he's going to use radio, he's going to use television, he's going to use all these things to get through to people. Um, he's in the unseen as well. A lot of, uh, we know that the kingdom of darkness operates in the unseen, but he works through people, he works through different systems, different spiritualities to keep people away from the cross. So. Yeah, like that I was is gonna, one way. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, you know you have a celebrity like Beyonce, and I was watching this program on uh, you know, this YouTube. This guy is he practiced witchcraft. He's into voodoo. He was saying that the spirit that Beyonce channeled, Sasha uh, Sasha Fierce, Sasha Fierce is a demonic spirit that's part of the uh, Lilith. Lilith is, is a, a female, a demonic female. Um, Sasha Fierce is part of that same demonic spirit family. So, yeah. and um, so Beyonce channeled that spirit. And that's why when Beyonce said that, you know, she's, Beyonce said she's kind of a shy person. So when she go on stage, she becomes Sasha Fierce. So that's a demonic yeah. spirit that she channeled. Yeah, I'd actually, um, I, my husband, um, he created a video called uh, The Music Industry Exposed. And we talk about these things. And she 
was talking about on an interview that she channels, um, hold on, I think here it is. I can actually. Yeah. Yeah, she. I can Yeah, you can just. Uh, For the viewers, um, I have it right here. Yeah, she mentioned. She she said yeah. she's a child person. She mentioned that um, the oh. the spirit that she channels is there. Yeah, I'll put a link. I'll send you the link to my husband's ministry, and we can put it in the description. Yeah, um, you can, but play it for the viewers, guys. Yeah, I will play it for the viewers right now. Putting it on. Oh, loud. From Sasha Pierce, when does she show up? Usually when I hear the crowd, when I yeah. put on my stilettos, um, when like the, the moment right before when you're nervous and, and that other thing kind of takes over for you. So she talks about something else taking over. Yeah. And she, there's another video that talks about, um, oh, I'm not sure if it's actually in here. Um, here we go. This is, this is possession. Yeah, this she, is in the suit. Look at her neck. In, in the in the Super Bowl. So it like something is coming out of her neck or coming into her neck. It's very very satanic and very disgusting looking. The dragon attacking the woman that births the child. I believe we're talking about the wheat and the tears. There is a satanic reptilian, a serpent bloodline. So it's saying black eyes? Tongue change and then change back. You can see her eyes turn pitch black. Can you see that folks? Yeah. Yeah. So just wanted to show that to the people. Um, and that's just one example. It's rampant all throughout the music industry. Symbolism, um, Beyonce's partner, Jay-Z, is obviously, um, he is a member of the Illuminati. He's a Satanist. And they have Illuminati symbolism all throughout their music videos throughout their performances they throw up that you did send me an email you said that i think you said uh, beyonce's drummer said she's into witchcraft too right yeah so her former drummer um actually who was with her for a long time accused her of extreme witchcraft and we don't see that because in the out in the open she's presented as like queen bee idolized especially by black women um, but of course her platform is given by Satan. Um, so they, just, yeah, they don't understand the yeah. demonic um, spirit behind that. Like with Beyonce, people don't realize that Beyonce, um, I think her, her mother came from Louisiana. She's her mother is a, a what we call a Creole. Um, they yeah. are mixed with, uh, I think, French. And uh, so that's why her mother is so light-skinned. So they've come from, I think, Louisiana. That's where her ancestors came from. 
people in Louisiana allowed them to practice voodoo. Some of them practice voodoo. So right. there's yeah. a possibility that Beyonce probably has some work done for her. And, 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 yeah. and because she's from that um, culture, she understands that culture. I'm not saying everybody from Louisiana is it. Most people from Louisiana are not into that because, but they have that voodoo uh, religion in, in Louisiana. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, myself, you know, coming from Haiti, so, you know, Haitian, a lot of Haitian, uh, that food is, is, is a big deal out there. So one of the Haitian... Uh, uh, I'm just getting my charger for my laptop as we're talking. Right. So, one of, so yeah. one of the priests says that, uh, you know, that spirit that, that she's, part, she's channeling, Sasha, Sasha fears is, is an act of demons. Uh, it's a female. Yeah. So if you guys want to look that up, look up uh, Lilith, L-I, I think L-I-L-I-T-H. That's a demonic. Have you ever heard of MK Ultra? No. Well, I think I heard of that. Yeah, yes. Is that yeah. a, um, what, what so, is that, like, cosmetic line? No. So it is a mind control scheme that is well it used to be quite private and confidential but now it's kind of common language by the way i'm so sorry i had to get my charger i did not realize that it was going flat um so mk ultra is uh something that the nazis used to work used to use in world war ii for mind control and the Americans actually got the Nazi scientists over and started working on it um, and is basically a form of hypnotism and mind control using electroshock therapy. Mm. And now they use these and it's a, it's a, um, it's common to know now that it's used on celebrities or anyone who is in a position of power to control them, to desensitize them, to hypnotize them and make them um, make it easier for them to be controlled because when someone is in such a high position of influence, Satan is not just going to give them so much freedom to do and say whatever they want. Mm -hmm. So they need to have, someone needs to be in control over them, uh, which is just, yeah, well, it's, heard, it's run by the CIA and is used on celebrities these days. So it's called MT Ultra. MK Ultra. Yeah. Yeah. I had Electroshock to, therapy to cause mind control. Yeah. And I know one thing I heard. Um, so Beyonce, we know for a fact Beyonce is into that. Another celebrity that's into that is Jennifer Lopez. People don't, don't know that. Like Jennifer Lopez, she has uh, this, uh, she practices Centuria. She has this uh, Cuban lady in Miami who does spells for her so she could find a man. So she could uh, have success in her career. So, but the thing is, she does not realize that when she goes see that uh, um, Centuria, whatever, you know, they probably do some kind of like a bath, you know, trying to bathe her and into, uh, you know, so she could get some kind of uh, keep a man or find a man. But Jennifer Lopez never keep a man. She never managed to keep a, a husband because that's what it is. When people go to these demonic spirits, 
what they do is like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do this, but they're lying to you, so so you could keep coming back to. Them. So they will never give you what you're looking for. So if she's look, she's looking for happiness. She's looking for that. You could tell, general, she goes for. She's looking for that one man that's gonna love her, that's gonna be with her. But yeah. it never worked out for her because she's going to the wrong. Um, she's taking the wrong, uh, you know, course. Like she's going to the wrong people to try to find help for that. And that lady um, is, I think, it's a Cuban lady in Miami that she goes see uh, to try to help her. Um, but it's not. You know, those are demonic spirits. They're not gonna give you uh, uh, give you happiness. When, when anytime you mess in witchcraft, they're never gonna give you what you true happiness. They don't want you to keep spending your money, keep coming back. So she's just putting demons on her. So, of course, that's something that is completely prevalent in um, the world of the occult. Whenever you consult someone that is involved in these practices you don't actually realize or you might and <laughs> do it anyway but if you truly knew what was behind it you wouldn't these people are in communication with unclean spirits yeah. and so they when you consult say for instance a psychic or you go and consult a medium or someone who will promise to do spells for you who what which you just think is innocent and beneficial that you are now giving the kingdom of darkness legal access into your life and you're basically putting a curse on your own life. Yeah. So things that they might prophesy over you or say that this is going to happen, this is going to happen, otherwise wouldn't have happened if you hadn't have actually consulted that psychic or that medium because now you've given those unclean spirits that they work with access into your life. Exactly. And so they're going to say, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And when it does, because they've brought it about, right, the kingdom of darkness works strategically and they have influence over a person's life, you think, wow, this medium really does know what she's talking about. And then you keep coming back because you think that they have answers, but you don't actually realise that what you've allowed into your life is a curse. And you go to, yeah, psychic for blessing over a relationship. It's just... It's not going to happen. And if it does, um, that relationship will it. keep you further from God. It will not be from God. And that's just you're asking for destruction, essentially. But, of course, a lot of people don't realize that because the way that as, an, as Satan presents himself as an angel of light, so, too, his ministers appear as ministers of righteousness. And uh, they appear to be quite beautiful and inviting and have this air about them that's just seducing and i think that's what gets a lot of people they have their crystals and they have all this stuff around them but yeah and people and like they don't realize that like when this like when when uh, somebody said oh they sold their soul to the devil that actually happened they, 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 yes. this is people who actually uh make a pact with the devil yes like, you don't know if Beyonce did that or not, but we know that she channeled a demonic spirit. So this is this yes. is how it works. Like you make a pact with the devil, and it, it, like you'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna give certain things," you know. Uh, but in reality, the things that you're giving up is your soul, because and then the devil could take your soul anytime he feels like it, because you only made that pact with it. Um, so you yes. make that pact to get fame and to get uh, money. And now when the time comes up, 
you know, um, he's going to take your soul and then you're going to spread yes. this eternity. But he's not going to tell you that. He's going to be like, oh, okay, you cool. Uh, you have to give something in eternity. You could be like, okay, fine. I'll give my right arm. I'll give my left arm. But in reality, you really give your soul. And um, yes. we have this one, uh, uh, this rapper uh, from uh, 3-6 Mafia. Uh, I think his name is Country Black. He said that the devil appears to him and, and you know, try to, you know, make a deal with him. And um, he said he didn't do it and stuff like that. And he said the way little Nas X showed the devil, you know, the cartoon with the uh, pig for, uh, uh, pitchfork and the, the red, all that is nonsense. He does not. Yeah. The devil could take, could manifest it in whatever he feels like. He would take the form of a baby. He would take the form of a, uh, of a grandmother. So he looks, he appears. In the spiritual realm very uh you know like they said he's an angel of light but in reality yep. is he's very sinister you don't know like he just he seemed harmless but that's that's part of the deception exactly there's yeah a lot of people have this uh false idea that you know because of how it's portrayed in movies that satan is this dark red beast with horns he was the most beautiful angel. He was perfect yeah. in, in beauty. Mm -hmm. And so naturally in the world, he's going to present himself as something beautiful, something inviting, something yeah. that you want to aspire to be like. That's how he tricks people. No one's going to follow something that looks blatantly demonic unless, you know, there are Satanists out there who, who do love that. But majority of the world, yeah. he wouldn't be a master deceiver if what he yeah. presented was just blatantly demonic and that's just a power of um something that he likes to do to deceive the masses and you said as well selling your soul so how he likes to do it is when when someone with genuine talent or someone who's pursuing their career especially in the music industry or acting industry and they're starting to gain a lot of influence that's when they're snatched is when Satan sees that they're actually, there's people actually following them. There's people actually liking what, what they're doing. That's when he somehow lures these people into his kingdom. And if you actually look at the Illuminati, who is a secret society, and they do control a lot of the celebrities, especially through MK Ultra, they have all these parties where these celebrities come and then there's things such as, you know, making packs with the devil like selling your soul and literally um signing a deal mm -hmm. with blood mm -hmm. and not only that uh but the, a lot of these people are blackmailed they get into themselves they get themselves in situations where now the illuminati has something on them and they can control them via that it's literally all about control and hooking people in and most of the time people within the music industry or celebrities in general will do anything to have fame and to have power and status. And in order to get that, it comes from Satan. And I mean, worldly status and worldly power. Obviously the world is going to reject those who love God. It's just natural. People who are genuinely born again are not going to be loved by the world. <laughs> Jesus wasn't loved by the world. He was rejected by those who even claim to love him or love God. Like you said, with the Illuminati, right? Do they, when they become packed with, with Satan, 
like it's like for a certain amount of years, right? Like I'm saying, like if they want wealth or uh, whatever they want, fame, and sometimes it's like maybe 15 or 20 years, then after that, the devil will take your soul, right? That's how it works right, with the pack. Do you say for how many years? I'm saying like, well, it all depends, right? Because sometimes it might be for 20 years, it might be for 15 years, but eventually the devil will take your soul once when you make that pack with it. Well, I think that's that's what it is. You're literally selling your soul. Yeah. You're giving over your soul to the devil. I don't know if like if if there's amount of years on it. I just think it's, it's something that happens straight away. As soon as you start, like there's power in the blood, right? Well, well I'm saying as like, soon as you make that part, you probably die. Like, you probably like let, let's say you, you well, once you sell your soul to him, then that's fine. You make that pack with him. So unless uh, because there's I don't know if you watch uh, um, eventually John Ramirez. You know he used to worship the devil. He used to serve the devil, right? You know who I'm yeah, talking. Yeah, I've seen. About. I've watched his testimony. Yeah. So Jesus, Jesus is the only one that could break that pack. Because once you make that pack, if the Lord don't come and break it, then you're gonna die and and be saved. Your soul yeah. belongs to Him. So I was just saying, like sometimes, you know. It could be for 20 years. It could be for 15 years. And then once that time come up, he's just going to kill you. You know? So that's why I was yeah. trying to yeah. we, know, we know that God is sovereign, obviously, above everything. Yeah. Um, but this is showing their allegiance to the kingdom of darkness. And it's on a grand scale because there's so much we don't see that it goes on within Hollywood and within those who are in the life of fame that they do behind the closed doors for them to receive the power and for them to receive the status that they, they have. But a lot of the time they're chasing worldliness. They're chasing the things that are not of God. So it takes God to give them the revelation that, Hey, this lifestyle is wrong. Um, but anyone who's truly born again, say for instance, if that does happen in, in, in the life of celebrities, you won't see them anymore in, in, on a platform, which is why I really struggle to see how, um, Kanye West is born again. I actually, no, I did. A, he's, he's not. He's not. not. No, I did. A, I did a video about that. I'm gonna let you I, talk. About, I did a video about I Kanye, saw that. West. Kanye West. The devil is using Kanye West to deceive and to uh, mm-hmm. uh, lead people. There's nothing born again about Kanye West. And yes. um, another person that was not born again was the rapper DMX. He was not saved. He was not born again. So because the Bible said you will know them by their fruit. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it, if they produce fruit of unrighteousness, they are not born again. So that, that man was not born again. So I just wanted to to say that because I did a video about him and uh, I said he was not saved. This is the devil using him to deceive those who are, uh, uh, you know, into this false gospel. So, yeah, you could go ahead. Yeah, I watched that video, actually. Ali and I thought it was great. I highly recommend it. And you raised exactly the same points that I would. He's seen with so many women. He's, it's very obvious, you know, he, the, the woman that he's with now, she's not a God-fearing woman. They're unequally yoked. It's clearly fueled by lust oh, yeah. and infatuation. I, I, heard, I heard he just woke up with her now. I think they just woke up. And then I think what he was doing, he's evil. Let me tell you why he's evil. Uh, because I see the thing is, in the spirit, you could tell what somebody's doing. You could say, uh, this, this, what they're doing is not right. God, this is, 
what he's doing is evil. He was using her to get back to uh, uh, with his ex, uh, with his ex-wife yeah. in production. As a matter of fact, I think for Valentine's Day, he sent her uh, a chunk of flowers. And then I just found out, they book, he, I just found out too that I was reading that he broke up with uh, with his ex. I mean, with the girl that he was currently dating. Yeah. So he just broke up with her. And then, so right. I was offended by that. See, that's how you know he's evil. You know, you cannot use somebody to get back to your ex-wife. And, yeah. uh, and then when you see him in the in the media of all these pictures everywhere, you show him kissing her and buying her stuff like that, it was all part of his plan to make his ex-wife jealous so they could get yeah. back So Yeah, he also, I, I've just got it on here as well. Um, he, produ- he was the producer for Little Nas X um, industry baby video. Which is very, very demonic if you if you watch it. Um, so just examining the fruits, we know that as the Bible says, "He in Christ is a new creature; all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new." Second um, Corinthians five seventeen. And if someone's not a new creature, and if the, you know, I had high hopes, obviously initially, but over time, you see the fruits, yeah. and it's very hard for someone who's in the spotlight still loves the spotlight. Um, wants people to point to him, is glorifying himself and is bragging about his money and wealth still. It's evident that the spirit of God is not working in his life. If the spirit of God was working in his life, there'll be a complete change of character and he'll not want to point, get people pointing to himself, but he'll obviously want people to worship and glorify God, but he's spreading a false gospel. um, And just going... Yeah, he was just using it just to uh, for publicity, just for himself, for PR, and you know, using Jesus' name. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's not new. I mean, people do that all the yeah. time. And I was either really, that or he's. Yeah, I was really offended that he, the way he used that barrel, and I was offended by that. He shouldn't do something like that. You're not supposed to use people like that just to yeah. get back with your ex-wife. That's that's evil. Yeah. And, you know, like we obviously we didn't have perfect lives before coming to the Lord. And we know that without God, our judgment, who we are, the choices that we make is just so silly. And so, you know, it's not to say that he can't come to the Lord or, you know, maybe he's completely deceived on who God is. And like a lot of people before they come to Christ, they think the God that they're serving is the true God, but it's a God of this world. So they could be just, again, those blindfolds that are, that are on when he believes that they're off. Um, so we can just keep praying for him and pray that God continues to just breaks through, breaks through those walls or just tears down the things that are preventing him from seeking the truth. Obviously we want all people to be saved and, you know, he could be ignorantly deceived or he could just be genuinely, he knows that he's using this to deceive the masses. He will, he could be working close with, um, Freemasons, the Illuminati, the Illuminati, we don't know. Um, but I mean, it's, I think, it's established he's not he's not a man of God, yeah. Yeah, like, you know how the Bible said that we have to defend the gospel? Um, I don't remember yeah. what that is, but the Bible says we have to <laughs> defend the gospel because we cannot let people make a mockery out of the gospel. You know, of course. We are soldiers, and, you know, Jesus' death on the cross to us is... You know, it's precious. It's precious blood on the cross. Mm-hmm. So we have to. Uh, I get into uh, 
social media uh, social media feud all the time with people me defending yeah. the gospel. You know, not you know nothing nasty. They attack me. They say nasty things about me, but I, I you know I keep my peace. I just defend the gospel because you know this one girl said, "How many of you Christians are willing to die for Jesus?" I said, "I will." And so it's very important for us as believers to understand that what we do in our job as teachers, evangelists, and pastors is bigger than us. is 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 more important than being a mother, than being a wife, than being a husband. It's more important than anything in this whole world because it's about saving souls from the pit of hell. Uh, because yeah. the famous evangelist, uh, Billy Graham, Billy Graham uh, spent all his time, you know, traveling the world, spreading the gospel. His family life was, was, you know, his wife was not always happy. So he put the gospel first, he put the ministry first. And, you know, his home, there was, all, there was a lot of issues in the home. But it just, when you have a calling upon you, when God calls upon you to do what's right, to do, to, you know, he takes that calling so seriously. Because in, in my case, four times, the Lord told me that if you don't, if you don't uh, preach the gospel, blood would be on your head. Uh, he told me that he makes me open the Bible to Ezekiel 33. Ezekiel 33, you know, when it says that if you see, if you tell the wicked to turn away from their sins, I'm just paraphrasing, they don't do it, their blood would be on their hands. Yeah. Well, I mean, blood would be yeah, on their hands, but if you... The watchman on the Right, on the, the watchman. Tower, yeah. Right, so if you see the sword coming and you do not warn them, their blood would be on your hands. But if you do want their yeah. blood on their hands. So yeah. I just, it just so, um, I noticed that like I'm, like one time it happens, I'm just opening the Bible. Four, isn't that crazy? Four separate occasions. God's serious, Ali. <laughs> yeah, and Ali, that's it. He, he did it. Okay, one time it was, he made me open the Bible to Secret 33. One time he used Benny Hinn. I was watching Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn was preaching. Benny Hinn was doing like that. But really, Benny Hinn was talking to me. I felt conflicted right there. And then he told me that last year, I was about to preach. So, you know, I just wanted to say that, that it's important, the gospel. You know, we don't let people like celebrities um, make a mark reality. Uh, definitely. <laughs> I think that um, God is very clear. He said that whoever loveth his mother or father more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who we love more than God, yeah. if we love someone more than God, we're not worthy of him, which actually ties into celebrities. If we love a celebrity more than the Lord, we're not worthy of the Lord because we need to de deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. That's the very reason why we even, why we were created is to follow the Lord and to love the Lord God with all our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul and all of our strength. There's to be no partiality, which I know is something that we need to exercise every day. We've got so many things pulling us and tugging at us and so many distractions and so many things that try to steal our attention. But it's so important every single day to always just return back to the Lord and to give him our whole heart. 
because no man can serve two masters. He will either love the one or hate the other. He will either hold on to one or to despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. It's just, it's impossible for someone to love the Lord with their whole heart, yet be divided. Um, which is not to say we don't love others. We're called to love others, but just not to love anyone more than God. And the gospel is serious. We are soldiers. And we were talking about this, um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, it's a verse 4, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please the one who hath called him to be a soldier. We are soldiers, and to defend the gospel is a serious thing. To save souls is a serious thing. Ecclesiastes um, talks about everything under the sun is all vanity. But the yeah. one thing that's not vanity is the saving on souls of souls because it's eternal. It's the one thing that really has eternal value. Obviously, our salvation, um, sanctification through Christ, mm -hmm. but also just sowing seeds, even if you're not directly seeing someone, you know, give their life over to Christ, still the planting of the seeds, the, um, the sharing of the gospel, the teaching of the things that God has shown you is so important. But Satan wants you to be focused on carnal things. He wants people to be so absorbed in their appearance, in worldly things, in their pleasures, in their own lusts, in all of that. That's what he wants. And the one way that he does that is through people of influence because people are looking for something to worship because we're born with that nature. We're born with the nature to worship. That's how God built us. But it was for him to glorify and worship him but when, when we're alienated from god we start worshiping other things such as money um, our job our career our partner or in some instances our favorite singer or our favorite artist or our favorite athlete actress athletes sports and that becomes our god and unfortunately that's what's leading many people to hell and from eternal separation from god you need to hate those things and um, a great verse to, you know, when people give their soul over to, to Satan, it's in Mark 8, chapter, 30, uh, chapter 8, verse 36. For what shall a profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. What will you give? Like, what will you give? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And what, what, what shall a prophet a man? What can you get that is worth more than your soul? And some people make that trade. They go, okay, well, I'm going to exchange my soul for fame and riches. And it's I don't actually short. realize. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't last very long. It's short-lived. Like, people don't get that. Like, Okay, there's this one analogy um, that I heard recently that, like, really painted a picture. So you have a piece of string. Imagine tying a piece of string. Right now, I tie it to the leg of this table right now. And I'm walking around my whole house with this string, um, yeah. extending it. So, you know, and then... I've attached a little red dot to the end of the string where it finishes. That little red dot is our life right now. I think my husband, I think my husband shared this with me and I thought, wow, that's great. And the rest of the string that you've just 
walked around your whole house, spreading it everywhere. Yeah. That's your eternity, even though we know eternity never, never ends. But there like, just <laughs> there is no end. So realistically, you know, maybe the string theory is not entirely accurate, but it yeah. gives us a slight picture of just how tiny of a fraction this life and this existence is, is compared to eternity which is forever this life, <laughs> like this life is like a vapor yeah. yeah a vanishing mist um like a cloud which appeareth for a moment disappeareth the next it's so temporary blink it's of an not, eye it's, it's kind of like taking a sand from the beach right that's that's our life just like a small sand and then you have <laughs> left. But one thing I wanted to say is that one person I think that's probably um, he passed away. That probably was I, I don't have any evidence of that, but I see something at his concert that was not of the spirit. That's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson at his concert, people would pass out. Uh, people will they have to carry them on uh, on stretchers and take them out. They'll just pass out when they see Michael Jackson. So I don't have any evidence for that, but I believe that's kind of demonic. I think it's demonic. You cannot pass out at somebody's concert. I'm talking about they just they just going crazy for him and they just pass out because they cannot believe they see Michael Jackson. So I think that's demonic. And you know, these celebrities, they love those, that kind of attention. You know, people want to be worshipped. People want to be idolized. They do. You know, they we do. have that sinful nature in us. You know, yep. um, even even um, us as believers, pastors, even the pastors want to be uh, um, exalted. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of pastors want to feel um, self-important. So we have yep. we have a uh, uh, you know a struggle. We have a fight against that because. Jesus said, those that humble themselves will be exalted. Be exalted. Those yeah. that exalt themselves will be humble. You cannot exalt yourself because the Bible says, if a man thinks he's something, when he's really nothing, he deceives himself. Definitely. So once we start thinking that we are uh, something important and then we start exalting ourselves, that's going to be our fault. So yeah. that's what happened to Satan. So we don't want that spirit of Lucifer, of Satan inside of us, because what happened to Satan? He exalted himself, and what happened? God break him down. So um, pride goes before destruction. Pride is sending every, a lot of people to, to eternal damnation. We have to remain humble. I always pray to the Lord about that, you know, and this ministry I'm starting with Jesus' daughters, I don't know, 10 years from now, whenever, if the Lord takes this thing and blow it up and people start knowing me, um, I just don't want that to get to my head. You know, I just always want to remain humble. And so that's something that I pray about because I know once you start having success, people start knowing you and with all the trapping that comes with that, you have to be careful, you know, especially yeah. if you're going to be in a leadership position. Definitely. I think that's as well the, the process that God has when he puts a dream in our heart. And also before that dream and that promise comes to pass, he has a process with us and it's for our benefit. 
And sometimes, you know, as fallen creatures, even if we are saved, pride can arise in our heart uh, and it prevents us from humbling ourselves before God, you know, as well thinking we can do things on our own. And I know I struggle sometimes with thinking that I can do things on my own and God has to, you know, remind me as well, just continue to invite him into everything, not just even the the bigger things, but the the smaller things. And before he allows that promise to come to pass, we'll have this process of refining you. And one um, one example that's really good of this as well is Joseph uh, with his, yeah, Joseph with his coat. He was bragging about his coat, you know, and then, he ended, God gave him a vision. He gave him a dream that he was going to um, be in, a, in an important position. And he had to go through the process of being humbled, not only sold by his brothers, but then being put into a prison. And he spent ages in there and, yeah, just went through a crazy process before God actually brought his promise to pass. If, if he had put him to that position of being the second in charge of Egypt he wouldn't have been able to handle it he had issues of pride in his heart but after that he was able to so you know not to always not to um when we go through seasons and trials and testings even in our Christian walk it's to humble us if you are unsaved watching this all the evil that happens in our life is to actually break us down to make us cry out to God what is the point of having all the riches around you in a perfect life it's Mm -hmm. deceitful Mm -hmm. it's it's deceitful because it keeps people away from a relationship with the Lord and I love your heart for humility as well Ali I think it's so important and I hope that God uses your ministry in, in a beautiful way but it's important that we are prepared for the ministry that God is calling us to because we don't want it to become a curse in our life either to hinder us away from the Lord because God is more interested in our heart than all these other things that we have going on around us. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it's very interesting what you just said. That makes a lot of sense. It's just kind of like being in a relationship, right? I mean, your spouse doesn't care about if she, if she or he truly loves you, they truly love you. They don't care about you having a Mercedes, you drive, you having a million dollar patient, or you having making $300,000 a year. And you don't have any time for them. That's not that's not what they care about. They care about you spending time with them. You know, if he, yeah. if if money and all these things are take you away from them, if they truly love you, they're not gonna want those things. That's the same thing with the Lord. He doesn't want anything that's gonna stay down, take you away from him. So if you focus too much on your career, focus too much on your family, it's like, you know, he he doesn't he feel uh, kind of like Jilted, right? It's kind of like the jilted lover, right? You don't want God to be jilted lover. He wants to be in fellowship with you. You know, he loves mm-hmm. you. He has more to offer you. Those things are not going to give you eternal life. You know, they're going to pass away. You know, um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's like somebody who's working 80 hours a week. If they're on their deathbed, they're not thinking about making more money, you know? So it, it, it's um, we have to take things into um, the right perspective. We need we need to live our life having an eternal perspective, not for yeah. the moment, not to live for the moment, you know. So, and um, I think it's very important. Did you have any final words? Uh, 
just as well to say the Bible is clear. Naked we came into this world and naked we shall return. There's nothing that we can gain in this world that is coming with us to eternity. A lot of the things that are promoted, whether it's, you know, things are being commercialized, um, so much consumerism, we are being sold so many things. We are being programmed. If you don't see commercials, um, the ads on our phone, billboards, they're all strategically placed there to uh, seduce us to, to get into our subconscious, to make us desire things. And we're being pulled left, right and centre. Uh, the world will tell you that you need to get rich, that you need to focus on um, being of a high status, that all these things that really have no eternal value are the things that are important in life, whereas God is after the human heart. That's all he wants. And he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And you don't realize how much wickedness and evil Satan has put into this earth away from the cross. There is something called backmasking in, uh, in the, the music industry where they actually, it's so demonic, but they will include a reverse message in their music so that when you play it backwards, it speaks a message and your subconscious is smart enough to actually process that message so um jay-z had one about like mocking jesus and saying 666 in his music uh the world for us we need to despise it that god is going to destroy this world he's going to destroy wickedness he's going to destroy evil the only thing that matters is our relationship with the lord getting right with him being in fellowship with him giving him our heart and i know that we're never going to be perfect only jesus christ is perfect we're going to fall we're going to make mistakes but we need to make sure we're in the fellowship with the right god not the god of this world a lot of celebrities when they talk about serving a god or god is good um cardi b has it on her instagram i mean i have i haven't had instagram for a while but she had it and she she might still for a while that's like god is good but her god is not the true and living god and you can see it by the way that she lives her life you've got um travis scott who had his astro world music festival where i think like eight people lost their life that has been reported Double check those statistics for me. Um, but pardon? It's 10. Yeah. So that's my bad. <laughs> but that's just that's that's awful. And he calls himself a man of God. So the fact that people lost their lives at his concert and people are saying, you know, it, it felt like they were in hell. Yet he's calling himself a man of God. You know, when people listen to that, they're like, oh, that's what that's this must be what God stands for. But I encourage everyone, God has promised to reveal himself to all those who love the truth. The word of God says, if you love, if you shall seek me and if you and you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. God is wanting your whole heart. And if you search for the truth with your whole heart, you will come into relationship with the Lord. Satan is the God of this world. He's wanting to lead the masses at a large scale to hell. He's after the human soul. And he will use those, he will use people in a position of influence to do that. He wants to pervert the culture, to destroy morality, to keep people in living in a state of Luciferian philosophy in their life, whether they know it or not. He wants to affect people's behavior, their choices. If he can have people 
worshipping someone, he can straight away influence their morality and what they think is right and their culture. Uh, not their culture, sorry. <laughs> he can influence the culture um, through the choices that people make and what they believe to be is right. And everything that he'll stand for will be contrary to the way that God designed people to live. And it's unfortunately leading so many people down the road of destruction. And it's even more prevalent now that we have social media, we have media, we've got um, just technology. Some of the stuff that we see now, there is no way that that would have been acceptable even 30 years ago. It would be incredibly taboo to even see a woman wearing any skirt that's like shorter than her ankles. Maybe that was like, you know, longer than 30 years ago, but just how quickly the culture has been perverted, which yeah. shows you the return of Christ is imminent, um, obviously for so many reasons, but even swearing. I'm seeing half-naked women on ordinary YouTube ads. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing in their bra, like this is borderline pornography, but yeah. Satan has desensitized the masses over yeah. a long period of time for mm-hmm. so long and it's it's awful it is awful and it's setting the trap oh this is okay so what are little children when they start to like go on the internet and they start seeing all these things you know it's 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 terrible and unfortunately it's getting worse and worse and in in the life of fame we're no longer seeing talent no. people aren't on there anymore because of how talented they are you can go and grab so many more talented people and i know that that's a subjective opinion but i'm talking about what it what we're actually seeing it's not even about how good your voice is you know how how hard you've trained and worked for this it's how much are you willing to sever your conscience and how much are you willing to destroy your morality to hand it over to satan to be used by him that's all we're seeing we're seeing like cardi b and and we're seeing you know just the perversity with miley cyrus the the things that they that they wear and the things that they stand for and i hope that they come to the lord i hope that they can save and they can they can be saved and that they can repent and get in the right relationship with god this is their soul on the line but we're seeing how satan is using these people to just condition masses and and it grieves my spirit it breaks my heart because you've got young children who are so innocent and who are so easily influenced they're the ones that are attacked the most and how many celebrities rap about selling their soul to the devil they're all rapping about the same things they're they're talking about satan as if he's someone to be glorified battling their demons and, and people think this is just like slang terms. People think this is just like, you know, nothing to really pay attention to, but it is. And yeah. it just, it, it grieves me so much. It grieves me so much because people are going to hell for this. People are. Yeah, because I, I watch, uh, well, in the United States, we have this, uh, back then we have this channel called ABC. Um, so they used to just uh, play family-friendly shows on, um, 
I'm go I'm I'm going back about 25 years ago, right? On Friday night, it just used to be family friendly shows, you know, um, you know, a family with their kids, just sitcom, this you know, things that's innocent. So nowadays, the shows that they're playing is two men kissing each other, um, two women um, in a relationship. So they do not play these family friendly shows anymore. That's how yeah. the aid um, the United um, system has become just morally decayed, corrupt, a lot of corruption. And so the whole thing is right now, it's just people just, you know, like when you watch the news, back then they would never curse. Now the news anchors will use the word BS, will, will use, I'm like, wow, that's how bad our society has become. Back then, they'll never use this word. They'll never curse. Um, but now they curse. Now they show men and women, men and men kissing each other in like regular innocent commercials. Um, it's American society. It's probably it's just so bottom. Like like it's really at the bottom right now. It's just really decay. And then the worst thing is that they're spreading that to the rest of the world. You know. Yeah. And they want the rest of the world to accept same-sex marriages. They want the the rest of the world to um to to support abortion. So it's uh, we're living in a very evil time. There's no morality, no ethics. There's uh, that's the world we live in nowadays. That's what happened when you. One thing about about sin is that it hardens your heart. Yes. You know, the more you sin. The, your heart become hardened. So I think Paul, I don't remember what where, where the scripture says that Paul said you have a seal conscience. You have a seal conscience. It's kind of like having a knife. The knife is not sharp anymore. So if you have a sharp conscience, if your conscience is not seared, when you see sin and evil, you're going to say, hey, that sin is evil. You're going to call it out. Because the world their conscience is seared. So when they see immorality, they do not call it out. So most people's conscience are seared. And that's that's what happened. You keep rejecting the Holy Ghost. Romans, I think Romans 1 verses 25 says, God turn you over to your sin. Yeah. So. Yeah, unfortunately, that is what happens. God can always also give us over to strong delusion because we receive yeah. not the love of the truth yeah. that we might be saved. So, yeah, if we if we love the truth again, we'll come to the cross eventually if you truly seek it with your whole heart. But Satan knows that, you know, the things that would have been like that are so taboo, this didn't happen overnight. So the things that have just transpiring even in, in today's society They've been planned by yeah. the elites years and years and years ago. We're talking strategy. The kingdom of darkness is strategic. He knows yeah. that if, if he was to just put straight away what we see today on the TV 30 years ago, people would protest, people would think, what is this? And But now because he's gradually desensitised yeah. the masses, he's, very he's gained more control. Yeah. Very subtle, very yeah. subtle. Um, even even same-sex marriage, you know, even in abortion, 
slowly, 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 all of these things. And it was, yeah, planned by the elites uh, long, long ago. And we're talking like 19, somewhere in the 1900s, 1960s, 70s or 80s. I don't want to give an exact date because I'm not too sure. But that's the kind of time frame we're looking at. And um, that's when we started to see these things take place. And it's just, it's so calculated. It's calculated and it's done to keep people away from the truth that is in Christ Jesus. We are not to be of the world. The Bible is clear in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 16. And it's, it's actually, like, yeah, I was just going to, go sorry. No, that's okay. Did you want to say something? No, I was just going to say something. You did mention the uh, abortion. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy that people do not understand that abortion is so horrible. Abortion is really murder. Abortion is kind of making sacrifice to a Moloch God. I remember back then in the Bible, they used to sacrifice their, uh, their child, their children to the Moloch God. But abortion, I witnessed this girl that had an abortion. Like, I'm not here to condemn people, um, but I just see the, I, I witnessed that. It wasn't my kid. It was, uh, you know, somebody else's kid that she uh, was pregnant with. And I witnessed how they, you know, she went and had the abortion and then they had to take the remain, the baby's remain out of her body. And then her grandma, her mother take the baby's remain and throw it in the trash. Because, you know, that's a human being. Um, so yeah. they perform the abortion, but they, the, the rest of the baby's remain is in her body. So they, they take that, uh, I think they had to put something on her belly to bring down the, the uh, I guess, the baby to bring things down. And then they take the remains and then um, the mother put it in a plastic bag and she told it in the trash. You know, I witnessed that. So... Yeah. When I, talk, when I talk about the things, when I talk, you know, my child, I talk about abortion. And I just want people to understand that when you are in darkness, you don't see everything that you, like, you don't really see those things. But once the Lord opens your eyes, you realize that's evil. If you speak out against abortion, it doesn't mean you don't like women. It just means that you like, you, you, you love everybody, you just don't want the baby to, to, to lose their life. So I just wanted to Yeah. I know before I became born again or before I was saved, my attitude towards abortion was different. I didn't think about it as harshly. I thought, well, you know, if that that's that's someone else's choice, I thought, well, if you know, if someone can't have the baby, can't look after it properly, like what is the point? And I had a completely different mentality. I wasn't pro or anti, I was just I guess I was pro because I wasn't super anti it, you know. <laughs> so I guess now coming into the saving knowledge of the truth in Jesus Christ, I could not think of that happening. Like God knew and needed us. That's you. That's me. That's each individual that's walking this earth. That's a child as soon as it's conceived. He knew and needed us in our mother's womb. He has a purpose and a plan and a calling and specific set of gifts and abilities and a personality and all these beautiful things in each and every individual 
he has a calling for their life and life is precious you can you never know the extent of how god's going to use our child to bless you to bless others you don't see it at that point i know a lot of people may talk about you know well what if someone's raped it happens to sub, such a minute minority yeah. and even in that minority you don't understand the fullness of god's plan and yeah. why he has allowed that conception to take place all you see is obviously like i couldn't imagine being in that situation but for disease, um, he, um, he or she could have found a cure for cancer, a cure for HIV, a cure for diabetes. Like you never know what that baby that you aborted, what, like you said, I agree with you 100%, what's God's plan for that person, what God's plan for, for the human race. 48 million babies have been aborted in the United States since 1974. Ever since they said that it was, a, it was legal. 48 million babies. You know, in the church, they avoid talking about those, they consider those topics controversial. But we cannot call it. Yeah, we cannot say it's controversial. It's 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 the truth. It's the truth, yeah. It just it's controversial if you care about the numbers and if you care about not offending people, but these is this is the truth and needs to be preached. Well, that's and, the same thing with me with prostitution. That's the reason why the Lord opened my eyes and showed me that it's evil. I want you to do something about it, you know? Yeah. The Lord, like, to our mother, since, I was, since 2014, he's been telling me that. And then I, when I think about it, I say, wow, that, it is pretty evil because these women standing in the corner sleeping with different men, you know, if they had mm -hmm. an opportunity, they wouldn't be doing it. Because women, yeah. what I know about women is like women, you know, for them to be intimate with you, they gotta like you, they gotta love you. Like to 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 men, a man could have sex with anybody, just doesn't but they don't have that emotional attachment. Some men, but women to them is about an emotional attachment to that person when they make love to that person. So when you have these women in the in the corner sleeping with these different men as prostitutes, they just doing it as a profession. You know, they're doing it because they don't have any other ways to put, to take care of themselves. You know, because women, they, they're not like that. They're more like, you know, I like you, you know, like that. But men could just sleep with anybody if I like you. So that's why it's very important for me to help these women out of that situation, you know? Yeah, I think so, like, each person is born with a God-given conscience. We know that. <clears throat> There are things that tell us, hey, fornication is wrong. Um, using people for sex is wrong. So it's just about how much people have seared their conscience enough to be able to do something like this or desensitize to themselves to it. If you want it bad enough, you're willing to do anything for it. Um, you know, it's the money side of things as well. Like, what are the odds? What, you know, what am I weighing up? How much money I get to make doing this or the fact that I have to sleep with a stranger, what's more important to me? So, yeah, you never know the position that someone's in, but obviously we are children of God and, well, those who are redeemed are children of God, but those who are yet to know God need to know the love of God. And I think that's what completely changes someone's view and understanding of their value and understanding of who God created them to be. You know, sometimes people, especially going to the sex industry, 
they don't not have an understanding of their own value or like they've had troubled lives. Yeah, um, they had troubled lives. That's the that's and I I know how that feels. Yeah. All right, uh, Stephanie. Final word in closing. I just want to thank anyone who's watching up until this point. As always, Brother Ali, it's a blessing to fellowship and to discuss such a topic. One thing I want to finish off, though, is if anyone's either, uh, if anyone is born again and they're still tampering themselves with secular music or of the celebrities or still admiring celebrities, I just want you to know the importance that we God has called us to be separate, separate from the world. He says in James chapter 4, verse 4, Know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. The world and God, God's kingdom, the, the kingdom of this world, they stand for two completely different things. You can't love God and be filled with the spirit and walking in the spirit if you're still tampering yourselves in the things of this world. First John chapter 2 Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You will abide forever when you're with God. You what Your eternity, for those who are unsaved watching this, your eternity is so precious, so precious. And I pray, I pray that you can understand how important it is for your eternity to be secured in eternal life with Christ. But there's no more crying, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more hurt. You will be, you will know what's happening. Eternity is not where your soul is numb and you don't even know you exist anymore. You'll be aware there. And if you love the truth, I encourage you to just seek the truth with your whole heart because the things of this world will pass away, but your eternity is forever. We are all unright. We can't get to heaven based upon our own good works. We need the Lord. No, these celebrities don't love you. They don't care about you. They just, they say they love you, but they don't even know you personally. Christ will know you, knows you personally. He knows you by name and he's the only one that died for you. He died for your sins so that you can be reconnected back to God, which is amazing. And all he requires is for you to believe in him, believe in his testimony and turn away from the wickedness of this world because it will perish. God is going to destroy it. He's going to do away with this world. So yep. come to eternity with him. Come to eternity with him. That is where life is. And Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. So many of these rappers, they're, they're talking street smart. They seem to have all this worldly wisdom. They're talking about all these things. You talk, you hear some interviews with celebrities. The things that they're saying is after the things of this world a lot of the time. And it's not after Christ. Follow Christ. He's the only one that has your best interest at heart. And get reconnected back to him because He's the one that's worth following and worth worshiping. All right. He loves you. <laughs> All right, Steph. Um, well, he doesn't love sin. His wrath abides on the wicked, but get reconnected back to God and you will experience the true love and the fulfillment that every heart is after. Thank you.
All right. Apostle Thank Ali, I'm, I'm talking a while now. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. You know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. And I appreciate you guys for watching. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>